0: Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Hauk, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our partner, Network Magazine. This is another editorial series episode in which I discuss my take on important issues that affect you and the industry. Today I'm talking about smart water and wastewater trends, including the role of digital technology in water sustainability. I'm joined by Damon Seppi, North American Business Development Manager with Rockwell Automation. You'll discover why companies in both the industrial and municipality water markets are placing high priority on water sustainability, what roadblocks they're up against meeting their goals, and how digital technology, or smart water, is helping them face those challenges. Learn about key trends in the water-wastewater industry and how they're connected to smart water and water sustainability. And discover the frustrating reasons more regions besides Europe and the Middle East don't use desalination to help mitigate water scarcity. But first, it's time for our family-friendly, silly joke of the day. What's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke timing? (laughs) Okay, now here's my conversation with Damon. Hi, Damon. It's great to see you. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Hi, Teresa. Glad to be here again speaking with you.
0: So let's talk about trends and smart water. I want to start with this. Tell me what factors have contributed to water sustainability becoming top of mind for many organizations and company executives.
1: Well, first... There's an increasing social awareness related to the environment, with many organizations recognizing the importance for being good stewards of our natural resources. Secondly, there are economic considerations regarding costs associated with water treatment, including chemicals and energy costs and adhering to regulatory requirements that continue to become more stringent. For water utilities, potential disruptions in service due to scarce natural resources is a major concern. And for industrial water users, limiting production due to water scarcity or restriction can have a direct impact on profitability. Finally, an increasing number of investment firms are incorporating their values into long term investment strategies through the lens of environmental, social and governance concerns, or ESG. A company's performance in these areas or ESG score can directly impact the organization's ability to secure funding from these investors. So that uh, that certainly gets a lot of attention.
0: Well, that's a lot. And- there's different kinds of water firms. I understand besides utilities. What kind of water organizations are there, and what are the motivations to for each of these to achieve their sustainability goals?
1: Sure. As I mentioned, uh, public water companies or water utilities seek reliable operations, which op you know, which they can operate within their budget constraints and meet government regulations. So as these water companies they have sustainability initiatives as these increase the the level of water uh, stewardship that they're trying to deploy as those increase you know they're working with aging infrastructure and they've got cybersecurity threats that they're dealing with so in addition to those day-to-day operational challenges now meeting these sustainability goals dictated by the city state or federal requirements yeah that becomes even more uh more challenging Private water companies that maintain and operate a lot of the water infrastructure we rely on for drinking water and waste treatment. Uh, These private water companies also face similar challenges, but they bring the additional focus on improving efficiency and being able to maintain their profitability as well. For industrial water customers across industries, including automotive, food and beverage, mining, pulp and paper, as just examples, these organizations need to manage water use and wastewater treatment driven by their own company sustainability goals. So I read a report recently from a company called Bluefield Research, which we use quite often. They did a report on corporate sustainability reporting, and they indicated that 78% of the companies surveyed in, uh, in ten key industry verticals, have water sustainability targets set, with 82% of those companies specifically measuring and reporting water usage. So there's a there's a lot going on there in a wide variety of customer types. Teresa,
0: you listed a lot of tough challenges to meet these goals that they've set. What are the kinds of things that make it even harder to meet these sustainability goals? What what are they fighting against?
1: So as cities and industrial water consumers face greater uh, water-related business risks resulting from water restrictions or scarcity, the need for better water management is gaining a lot of attention. I mentioned that report from Bluefield. There's also references that identified some key challenges as being that Despite water's critical role in industrial operations and a necessity for the growing populations uh, here, here around the globe, water goals, are often take, water goals often take a backseat to other sustainability efforts around energy or carbon emissions. Now, with pressure mounting from regulators and investors, as as we talked about, and even the local communities, there is kind of a shift to put more emphasis on water sustainability. But uh, really getting the focus of these organizations has been a challenge in the past.
0: So as these organizations are trying to meet their goals, what are some of the trends you're seeing? Can you talk to me about that?
1: Yeah, some general market trends that we've observed. um, Number one is related to water reduction targets being set and really driving demand for treatment technology that can recover more treated water. Now, digital solutions uh, that improve control of water flows throughout the process and manufacturing certainly uh, have a big stake in that. But really having those uh, reduction, those specific targets being set by organizations whether public, private, or industrial customers certainly is is a key factor or trend we see. Also using less water in the process in general. Many industrial end users are striving to reduce their water footprint by developing new manufacturing processes which use less water. Planning a different tack that organizations are taking really is better planning around water usage and even paying attention to local water cycles or seasonal impacts, you know, when the dry season uh, they're preparing and scaling their manufacturing based on those other factors that in the past maybe weren't as much of a priority. And finally, end users are increasingly recognizing that better wastewater management can also contribute to progress on commitments related to energy and even greenhouse gas emissions. So savings in other place related to water can also impact, uh, again, greenhouse gas emissions or um, optimize energy, uh, energy usage or actually decrease the amount of energy that are needed. So those are some of the key trends that we've seen.
0: So are you seeing that those trends are positively affecting how some of these firms are reaching or working to get close to their goals, how do they tie together.
1: Yeah, yeah so the connection is for both industrial and municipal water in industrial and municipal water markets we're seeing digital transformation in IIoT or industrial Internet of things as enabling technology allowing these organizations to operate more efficiently and responsibly related to water usage as these organizations publish sustainability goals or make commitments related to sustainability digital water or smart water as it's often referred to as is a means to get there by and by digital water That could mean digital operations and dashboarding, more access to information that they need to operate more efficiently and sustainably. Reliability and predictive maintenance is another factor impacting how well these organizations can achieve their sustainability goals. And the ability to operate securely remote operations, because a lot of these, this infrastructure is spread out across the geography or across a manufacturing plant. So they need to be able to securely manage those remote assets.
0: And you know that makes me, I'm curious, about 71% of the earth's surface is covered with water and the oceans hold about almost 97% of the earth's water. So I know desalination is being deployed in some regions of the world where water scarcity is like a way of life, as opposed to here in North America, in areas such as Europe and in the Middle East. But why don't we see greater adoption of desalination treatment options elsewhere in other regions?
1: That's a great question. I had a feeling you were going to go there on this. (laughs) <laughs> but there's a, there's a couple of factors because yeah, when you think that the majority of the Earth's surface is covered by water, most of which is seawater or brine, that desalination would be more popular. So some of the factors that are maybe limiting, limiting the global growth are around, number one, cost to build. This new infrastructure required for these desalination plants, there are high capital costs for the equipment and, and the facilities, but also high operating costs associated with running those plants, so both to the consumer and or to the industrial end users that are consuming water from these these desalination plants, the infrastructure costs are there and the cost of that water is much higher than you see from other uh, from groundwater and even groundwater reuse. Um, secondly, there is a significant environmental, environmental impacting resulting from the byproduct and the high energy usage required to desalinate water. Uh, one of the most widely adopted desalination technologies is uh, reverse osmosis process. Again, the, the output, uh, highly uh, salt content that, you know, the salt doesn't dissolve. So you have to deal with the byproduct of the desalination product and the energy required to process that and desalinate that water is a factor. In the U.S. specifically, but other regions of the world, there are major regulatory and permitting issues that need to uh, be complied with. So where um, I'll say conventional water and water treatment facilities, uh, that permitting process is fairly well understood Uh, There are specific requirements around desalination that make it a challenge. And lastly, I think you touched on a key point there, Teresa, when you asked the question. In other regions of the world, in in the Middle East, in uh, Africa, other regions, there is definitely, it's more of a water, water scarcity, I guess I'll say, is more of a way of life. Here in the U.S., uh, where I reside in the West region and in the South region where I live, certainly water, uh, water scarcity and restrictions are somewhat of a way of life. But it's just not uh, not ingrained in us crossing up the entire United States today, and uh, that perhaps could have a play in it as well.
0: Another thing you mentioned earlier, smart water, when you're talking about digital solutions, is that just a Rockwell Automation term, or is that a general industry term?
1: Yeah, it's um. So, uh, another great question. It is an industry term often used interchangeably with digital water in our markets, you know, with emphasis on the following aspects. Smart water really represents having the right information instantaneously to make critical decisions. So, whether you're monitoring uh, a process, changing parameters, having access to that information and the ability to control it, control these processes really is a key part in even water sustainability to to operate efficiently. System resilience, excuse me, resiliency or or reliability is also kind of falls under that smart water umbrella, where really decreasing main and collection system breaks, water loss due to leakage, or even properly monitoring and maintaining assets in the plant uh, really contributes to efficient use of water and water treatment. And uh, finally, um, and I mentioned earlier, you know, having secure connectivity to remote assets across the plant or across the geography is also a factor. So when we talk about smart water kind of encompasses those three or four areas.
0: So that's designed to help meet some of the challenges that the firms are, are facing. So, you know, I know Rockwell Automation has more information about how to help with this. I will put some links in this episode's description for our listeners. And I really appreciate you talking with me today. This is really useful information, Damon.
1: Teresa, my pleasure. Thanks very much.
0: And I'm Teresa Houck with The Journal Magazine. We'll talk to you again soon. If you enjoy Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening.